Welcome back, everyone. I hope you had a nice weekend. Mine was uneventful, I must say, but it was nice and quiet. Now, this week, we're going to go into part four of Inside the Body of a Poem. I hope you have enjoyed some of my previous poems that I've already posted as well, because I try to give a variety of subject matters for you to listen to and perhaps ponder maybe later on because all poems don't appeal to all people and some people just may not be able to, re- to relate to any of them for whatever reason and that's okay because I understand that we are all different and have different tastes and desires you know for the things we like or don't like that's why I try to offer a, a variety of work for that very reason but more importantly I want to share with you my heartfelt poems in hopes that it touches your heart to some degree because they are all truly written from my heart. And with that being said, once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Your Talented? Hashtag, don't hate me because I'm talented. I'm your host, Ingram Yes, and the poem I'm going to be reciting today is another one of my spiritual poems, but I consider this one one of my special poems because I'm going to be the voice of myself and the voice of the Lord speaking, if you will. Once I get into it, you'll see what I mean. It's one that I hope on some level really speaks to you because I truly believe in its message. And I think we all have experienced at some point in our lives the exact thing that it's talking about. You see, once I started to write this poem, it was intended to be a song. Like I said, I didn't intend it to be anything else other than that. But when I looked at it, and once I finished it and I stood back and I looked at it, it was in the format of a song. See, every song has a certain structure and format. Poetry, mm, not so much. Um, So this one never had music to it. It didn't have a melody, you know, so I didn't consider it as a song per se. You know, and as a writer, When I sit down with the paper and pencil and start with a certain idea or concept in my mind, I just really let my spirit flow, you know, and I try not to push it or struggle with it. And after I finished writing this poem, I really sat back and I thought, thank you, Lord. You know, thank you for the ability to write. You know, it's something that we really have gotten away from in our in today's society. I don't think a lot of the kids coming up in this generation don't know how to really write with a paper and pencil or pen or anything. To know what cursive writing is, you know, with these kids, it's very foreign to them. You know, if you ask a kid about cursive writing, they probably think you're cursing them. I was like, is that a curse word? No. 
cursive writing is not cursing, you know, and yet it's something that we really have gotten away from. I think it's a beautiful art form. And anytime you feel like you don't want to write or type, should I say, something on a computer, thank God you could fall back on your writing skills, right? You know, I think writing is just like riding a bicycle. You know, it's something that you'll never forget how to do once you learn it. You know, and I think when someone receives something in writing, it sends a message to them that that person took the time out to write me a note or a letter or a paragraph or anything handwritten. It's a beautiful art form. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to get too much off track on the subject of my poem. Okay, so here's the poem that I was speaking of, and it's called As Your Lord and Savior. It reads like this. You're in the middle of the race, so don't give up on your faith. In spite of all the rain, don't let it get in your way. For every drop it brings, it's there to strengthen your belief. Because it means more to me to see you at peace, even if I have to bring you to your knees. As your Lord and Savior, I know when to say when. Because enough isn't enough until you're willing to give in. As your Lord and Savior, I know when to say when. Because until you call out my name with conviction, I won't step in. I see you're at a stalemate, facing the crossroads of your life. So what direction will you take? Will it be with or without my guiding light? Why must you fight me for control? You've accomplished nothing with it. I've given you everything you own. Don't be too proud to admit it. As your Lord and Savior, I know when to say when. Because enough isn't enough until you're willing to give in. As your Lord and Savior, I know when to say when. But until you call out my name with conviction, I won't step in. Well, what did you think of the poem? I hope you liked it. So now let's get inside the body of it and discuss the contents, starting with the title. Did anyone get the feeling that God was speaking to them? I mean, did you get a sense of his presence, perhaps, speaking directly to you? You know, God have a way of reaching all of us somehow, some way, right? Whether it's through a body of work like this, a song, another individual, maybe a message on a billboard. You, you just never know. They say he works in mysterious ways. So I don't think we should never just rule out any of these possibilities.
And it makes you pause and think, wow, that's interesting. You know, little messages come across our path daily, all the time. And like the poem says, you're at the crossroads of your life. Which direction are you going to take? You know, are you going to rely on your own or follow his guidance? You know, that's how God works. It's really hard to sometimes understand why things happen the way they do. But you have to believe that there's always something that's greater than you moving around you and it's going to help you through it. How did you handle your last crisis? You know, did you panic, run to a friend, a neighbor, out of confusion, want to give up and commit suicide? We won't go there because that's pretty heavy. God only knows how much we can handle, right? Like the poem says, he says, he know when to say when, when enough is enough. But he's looking for you to call on him, to believe in him, say his name with some conviction. Because otherwise, he's going to let you, you know, Take that walk on your own when you call out his name. Do you just say it haphazardly in passing or do you really mean it? Or is it only when you're in need of his help? In other words, the poem is saying God is here. Believe me when I say He's here and he's real. When he says enough is enough, you know, maybe it won't take you to your knees. But then the only time you need to be on your knees is when you're giving glory and thanks and praises to him. No matter what your circumstances are. Let me ask you. Do you trust in the Holy Spirit? His guidance? Do you really think that you are in control? Really? Are you one of those who are too proud to admit it? You know, sometimes we have to be put through trials and errors, trials and tribulations, as they say, before you know, he brings us to our knees. So the message, in essence, is really trying to get you to be in touch and aware of a spirit and a power much greater than ourselves, right? Because it knows our pain. It knows our needs. It knows what's around the corner before we even get there. That's what this poem is all about. Asking to trust in the Holy Spirit. 
because he will show you there's always light at the end of the tunnel. If you only believe, believe in him, follow him, trust him, surrender to him. And he will carry you through no matter what your crisis is. And so I just wanted to, you know, dissect that a little bit and help you to perhaps get an understanding of what my thinking was when I wrote this poem. Because clearly I was in a place that I I needed to hear from my father. And so when I wrote these words, in a lot of ways I was in that crisis, in the crossroads of my life. Not allowing, you know, to 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 let this rain and all of the other madness, you know, derail me and distract me and put negative energy upon me. I don't have a problem calling out his name. And when I do, it is truly with conviction so that's what I'm asking you did you feel his presence or do you feel it now thank you so much for receiving this poem and allowing me to be the author of it Okay, we're going to continue on into our next poem. Now, this next poem is also a poem of compassion and mercy and love. But it also have a touch of a spiritual uh, message in it as well. It is rather profound in its message. Because of the circumstances that surrounds it and that it has inspired me to write it came from a very painful place you know even to this day this poem makes me reflect on my relationship with this individual that inspired this poem um, to the point where it humbles me and I like to think that the person who inspired this poem it also humbles her anytime I feel very moved by someone whether it's good, bad, or positive or negative, you know, it tends to lead me into wanting to write a poem or a song about them. Yeah, anytime someone that I meet or come across my path that I tend to bond with or has some kind of a positive, should I say, influence on me, it moves me to want to write a poem or a song, you know, in the spirit of that individual and how they affected me. It is something that I find there's usually a strong inspiration that comes from that. And I tend to, most times I share it with them afterwards and I give them the poem because they are the ones who inspired it, right? 
And um, this is one of those poems. You know, I, I have to say, though, you know, I was in a place mentally really kind of depressed, actually, because of the changes that had came upon me. And they came upon me rather suddenly. And I wasn't expecting it, but I knew I had no other recourse but to react. And so I honored this individual and made the decision to leave this person, you know. And um, I was in the process of writing this poem before I left, actually. And I didn't get the poem to them, or didn't finish the poem, should I say, to well after I had had left and was long gone. So when I finished the poem, I was struggling with on the idea of whether or not I should let her hear it or just leave it be and say the hell with it, you know. But because she is the one who inspired it, you know, I, I just felt like I had to, to share it with her. But for right now, I'm going to share this poem with you. And The title of this poem is called Thank You, and it goes like this. How do I say thank you? With a humbling hug? With another, oh no, gift? Or with a sentimental kiss to linger upon your bashful lips? How do I say thank you? With my childlike charm in a soft and tender tone? Or should I shout it out loud? Whichever way will convince you is what I want. How do I say to my modest friend, thank you, unlike you've ever heard before, as I try to deny these tears from billowing up in me is hard. Not knowing when or if I'll ever see you again once I walk out your door. Truly, how do I say it without falling apart? God led me to your home when I had nowhere else to go. And my first night there, I was compelled to thank him. But when I fell on my knees, he said to me, I already know. That's why I made it so. Now tell her, tell her, my child, that you will be forever grateful. My dear friend, it's true. More than any gift you can ever behold. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a break at this time, and we will discuss on the other side as we go into inside the body of this poem. Thank you. Okay, when I started out writing this poem, 
like I said earlier, I was certainly in a very somber and rather depressed state of mind because I knew I had to leave the place of my residence because I was asked to leave. And it came upon me out of nowhere. I was, you know, just taken by surprise. Um, Because this individual I really loved, she was just a friend of mine, but someone who I looked up to. She was my elder, actually. And um, I used to always give her gifts all the time because I was so thankful and grateful that she took me in. You know, and so the part of the poem where it says, oh, no, another gift, you know, in my mind, that's what my thinking was that she would have been that that she would have thought. Right. And so I just thought it would be appropriate because I really didn't know how to say thank you to this woman without any animosity or pain or I certainly didn't want to put her on a guilt trip or a defense. You know, I wasn't trying to go there. I really wanted to just state, you know, my gratitude in spite of my pain. You know, because I I know that um, some people may find that difficult to say to another individual. How do I ask this person to leave my home or, you know time has they I don't know maybe they feel that I've worn out my welcome you know and so they struggle with that as well at least I like to give them that benefit of the doubt you know um but at the same time I think that this individual you know really felt for me as well maybe a little bit even in a romantic sense I don't know um I could be just that's just conjecture on my part but that's one of the reasons why I made that line in there this, in offering a sentimental kiss upon your bashful lips. Because I knew that she was a bashful person. Very modest, you know. Um, but hard to read. You know, this individual was just really hard to read. And I didn't know sometimes, you know, one day I would be embraced. And not literally, I'm just saying as as a person in their lives, you know, and the next minute, you know, you're like, you're being treated like, you know, my God, when are you going to leave type feeling? At least that was my thinking. So like I said, just a couple of days before I was asked to go, um, such an emotion came over me that I wanted to write this poem and convey to this individual, you know, my appreciation for taking me in uh, and my appreciation for allowing me to stay as long as I did and where I was at in the moment or how I perceived the overall, um, how should I say, reaction from which I was told to leave. And I tried to incorporate all that in this poem, you know, even when I said to her, you know, God led me to to your home. I didn't know her from Adam, you know, it was a mutual friend. As a matter of fact, her niece, you know, um, gave me this lead 
and uh, who was looking for someone to house sit for her. So in any event, you know, I I took her up on that and I found myself residing at this woman's house for, you know, not a long time. I said, give or take about six months. And, um, you know, when you have to go, I'm the type of person that I really and honestly never want to outlive my welcome. That is not a cool feeling. You guys trust me when I say, you know, because that's the last thing you want to hear is someone telling you to leave. But when I do hear that, I tell you, I'm of the mindset to go the moment the statement is made in an instant, in an instant. Because in my mind, the longer that I stay there, I know the greater that it would be ruining our relationship. You know when you're not welcomed anymore. That that whole energy is different, you know, and if you try to stay on any time longer than than you're given or allowed or whatever, it just ruins your relationship even more. So I I'm the type of person, you know, when you say leave, I'm gone in an instant. Can't get out of there fast enough. You know, not to say now that doesn't mean that I you're not feeling that pain that I wasn't hurt. Um, I shared my tears, you know, and um, picked up my gear or whatever, and I'm out, you know. So, yeah, um, I I wrote this poem before I left, didn't finish it till after I left. And, you know, it's a funny thing because after I did leave, this person's place and um, moved on over time we became friends and uh, to to this day we're tighter than we've ever been you know even though we're we're states apart actually uh, not just miles we are states apart and um, now that that is behind us that 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 whole experience, which wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. We had wonderful times in that house together. And, and I got to know her and all of her family and relatives. And we celebrated holidays together, you know. And like I said, I used to always shower her with one gift after another. Man, I tell you, when Christmas came, I think she was really blown away because she woke up one morning and her favorite chair that she loves to sit in was stacked with gifts. This woman hasn't had that kind of a love or treatment or showered with such, like I said, with such love and God knows how long, you know, but I knew it had been a long time. And um, so, yeah, I, that's one of the reasons why I said another gift. But the line that says, you know, I don't know when or if I'll ever see you again, you know, and I really meant that. I really meant that. That's why it was so hard for me to hold back the tears, you know. I've never been good with goodbyes, and I come up in a family of a military background, and we traveled all the time. And out of all of my siblings, I must say, saying goodbye was the hardest thing for me when it came to my friends and 
the neighborhood or my school or whatever. You know, so even when I'm asked to leave, lots of times, most times, it's still very painful, very hard, especially when it's when it's a part departure on a sour note. You know what I mean? But I did say, like I mentioned earlier, you know, the part where I had to thank God. You know, my whole objective with this poem was to try to really convince this friend of mine, my honest and and heartfelt sentimental feelings when I say the word thank you because it really and truly came from a place deep down in my heart you know and I think that um, when I spoke about God in this poem it really came from a true place because I know there was no way I could have ever, this person could have ever came into my life if it wasn't him. It was all God who led me to her home when I honestly and truly didn't have nowhere to go. I had been sleeping in my cars off and on. I would maybe get a hotel when I can. You know, it was like hotel, car, car, hotel, hotel, car. You know, and that was getting crazy. So when this came up and... I was introduced to her. Man, 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 I tell you. But it was so interesting when he spoke to me. You know, that night, he spoke to me and said, I know, I'm the one who made it so. Now tell her, my child, tell her. And so I did. I just hate that I didn't tell her in person because I really want to see her expression, her reaction, what would be the first thing that would come out of her mouth. I don't know. To this day, I don't know. And I'll never know, but it's okay because I do know that she did receive it. I just happened to ask her one day over the phone, you know, um, because I mailed it to her. And that was pretty much the end of that, you know. And so on that note, I just want to say that, yeah, Thank You was written out of some pain, but it turned out to be all love, you know, behind it. Or that came out of it because this person is still my friend to this day. And on that note, we're going to wrap it up for this week's uh, episode. Thank you so much once again for tuning in. I enjoyed it. I hope you did too. And we'll be back next week with a couple more of my poems. Your Talented Disclaimer 
All material shared on this podcast is copywritten and trademarked 2021. All rights reserved. We look forward to seeing you next week. And remember our hashtag. Don't hate me because I'm talented.